Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Sunday for July 1st, 2018. Koyo here. So very, very glad you joined us. Um, I'd like to mention that uh, I've always advocated uh, celebrating American Dharma holidays. <laughs> This is where you use the theme for various holidays in the United States and creatively adapt them to relate them to the Dharma teachings. So since July 4th is coming up, talking about it from a nationalistic uh, patriotism theme, I like to talk about Independence Day just on the general theme of freedom, or more specifically, freedom of religion, which, of course, our country was founded on this. Okay. Um, There are three kinds of freedoms with regard to this topic. Okay. Uh, I recall someone making this point, and I thought it was a neat one, and I've been using it ever since. And it has to do with the preposition that follows the word freedom. And what I was just mentioning was freedom of religion. Hey, there's no national religion here, even though the religious right might differ. America was founded on the principle of freedom of religion. No nationalistic religion okay 
And this has been this has uh, created a lot of trouble in the courts in terms of, well, as the atheists would <laughs> remind us, we have freedom from religion. Okay. And this has caused trouble when you say, well, um, when you get sworn in at the court and if you're an atheist, you say, well, I don't want to have to swear, uh, you know, tell the truth, so help me God, okay? And so the court should say, hey, there's, a, you know, plurality of religious approaches or no approaches, and um, you should have a generic term rather than imposing that. And some courts have been very flexible, okay? Did they just say, I swear to tell the truth? The whole truth, nothing but the truth. Period. So we have religion, freedom of religion, freedom from religion. And then the third one is interesting freedom within a religion. Uh, sometimes when it's somebody is religious, that is, they follow a particular denomination. That denomination is too rigid, too dogmatic. See? This is where you, you get, well, I don't know, uh, fanaticism or whatever. And we should realize that um, true freedom as to the religious theme should encourage freedom within a religion. There's diversity within a given religion. There's all kind. Well, if you talk about Buddhism, there's all kind of Buddhists. Okay, in terms of the style of expression of the Dharma teachings, we shouldn't be dogmatic about it. Okay? People are different. There should be diversity and pluralism within our religion. And Buddhism, I think, epitomizes this. Okay? And this is where, within any religion, you might think about um, reform, or you might think about the most liberal, okay, the most inclusive, and there you go. Um, I think this topic of freedom within a religion okay, says, don't be too too uh, conservative and dogmatic within your own denomination. Okay? Allow, not just allow, but encourage. Have the security of your religion, you know, to be able to handle individual differences. Encourage people to be creatively personalize the teachings. And here at Bright Dawn, we <laughs> we really encourage that, the inclusiveness and uh, the emphasis on it's not a matter of finding the teachings around you. It's finding out how to creatively discover slash create the teachings for oneself. Okay. So even within a given approach, different people may take the same teaching and have very different expressions or approach to it. And that's good. We learn from that. Everybody learns from that. 
Okay. And that's what we find in our lay ministry classes. You know, five, six people get together and they had to do the same reading, assigned reading, and they write a report on it. And when you read the reports, even though they had the same reading, they all have little different slants on it, little different takes. And you say, hey, and that starts to train you to to open up your own creativity and that you don't have to just stick with what a particular, uh, quote, un- authority, unquote, says about or leader says about this particular teaching. Okay, You take it. You don't have to be against it or say it's it's wrong. No, no, no. Because Buddhism is a religion, not either or. It's and, and, and. Okay, We're not against any other denominations. Okay, But we say, hey, that's fine. And how about this too? And this, and this. Okay, That's what inclusivity is all about. Okay, well, I want to introduce Christopher Cacchio, uh to give us a Dharma glimpse. And he's from Utah, part of LM9 Group. Uh, there's a, we're getting a good uh, contingent of lay ministers from Utah, which, of course, is strongly influenced by the Mormon Church. They have a fascinating history. And uh, I think the topic of today's talk is going to be on the Dharma of driving. I think a lot of us can relate to this. Thank you, Sensei. My Dharma glimpse is called More Driving Dharma. I'd like to start my Dharma glimpse with a poem from the Venerable Rabina Curtin. She's a Tibetan Buddhist nun in Australia. And I love its matter-of-factness in its lines. The poem goes, We're all mentally ill, we're all delusional, we're all junkies. It's just a matter of degree. I really like how she embraces the certain negative labels and says, Wait, hold on. You think this is not you? Come on. These are the labels we use for other people, not for ourselves. And we use them so we can discount to other people. We can dismiss their experience because they're not like us. It's all about a way for us to avoid reality by looking at ourselves. She calls it as it is. You are delusional. I think most of us would agree that we're delusional in a not yet awakened way, but not actually delusional in a literal delusional way. But is that true? In our Sangha manual, we have adapted lines from uh, Shinran as part of our uh, practice. Blinded by our delusions, anger and greed, we cannot see the brilliant light that embraces us. The great compassion never tires, always casting its boundless light upon us, just as we are, always. Sometimes for our Dharma talks, we'll use the prayers and affirmations in our manual to start as a starting point. We use the one above for a recent discussion, and I asked the gathering what they would call someone who is out of touch with reality, or in other words, a person who doesn't accept reality as it is. And they responded with, delusional. So I followed up by asking how many of they themselves were delusional, not something they're usually asked. It was great to see their eyes light up as they started slowly to understand how they are actually delusional in a real everyday sort of way. 
It was then that the words of our Dharma brother, Noah Sensei, came into my mind. It was a line from his book on secular Buddhism, which I really liked. In the chapter about dukkha, he distills the cause of suffering into a very simple and profound line or way of looking at it. He writes that we suffer because we want reality to be different than it is. I offered this teaching to the gathering. It is that simple. We are delusional because we want reality to be different than it is. It's even more than want. We scheme, we invent strategies, create convoluted stories, all so we do not have to accept reality as it is. Let me share an everyday example that happened to me and helped me see this. A lot of my examples of later to do with driving. I think I need to start a blog called Dharma Highways, How Driving Teaches the Way, or maybe not. Every morning when I drive to work, as it does every day, the flow of traffic constantly changes, slows down, speeds up, always in a state of flux because of a myriad of causes and conditions. This is the very nature of traffic. When traffic stops moving, it ceases to be traffic and becomes parking. That aside, here I am driving to work like I do every day. And the reality that I want, the reality that I expect is the following. No red lights, goodly speeds, graceful lane changes, blinkers. Yes, blinkers. I expect traffic to be light and if heavy, still move efficiently. But what happens when these expectations are dashed at the first right-hand turn? Anger, rage, we... I mean, I become frustrated. My pulse races. My vision narrows. I'm assigning all kinds of character traits to people I don't know. I transform them into the other. The chanting I was just doing moments ago forgotten, and I start to drive aggressively and tailgate the car in front of me, all because she moved into my lane and caused me to briefly touch my brakes. Of course, I don't notice the bumper sticker placed lovingly on the driver's side of the bumper by her special needs granddaughter that reads, World's Greatest Grandma. Then in a flash, I realize, holy crap, I'm delusional. In a very real way, I'm not seeing reality as it is. I'm suffering because I want reality to be different than it is. It really is lunacy to suffer so greatly in the ebb and flow of traffic. It's traffic. It ebbs and flows. The instant made me think of how many other places in our lives that we're being delusional. Our relationships, our jobs, our own expectation of ourselves. One of the greatest teachings I have found in the Dharma and from Gyome Sensei is that acceptance is transcendence. We suffer because we are unwilling to accept reality as it is and are so willing to dive right into the depths of dukkha because we want so badly to believe we have some control over life that we would rather suffer and stay deluded. And yet to be free, I have to acknowledge there is nothing I can do to change reality. That reminds me of what one writer said in his book, Tariki, his mantra that keeps him saying, there is nothing I can do, do about the natural ebb and flow of life. This is a great mantra when stuck in traffic there is nothing I can do about the natural ebb and flow of traffic. I guess I found something that I can do. I can accept the ebb and flow and simply observe how it works. And by doing so, become more aware of the unnoticed kindness of strangers that let me in. The person in the car next to me crying or the kids in the backseat laughing and making faces. 
all manifestations of the light of the great compassion. Yes, I'm delusional, and I'm working on, by degrees, accepting reality a little more each day, even when I'm stuck in traffic, driving 47 in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. Thank you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, <laughs> as I listened to the, to the teaching there, I thought about uh, my father saying, you know, there's no shoulds in Buddhism. Uh, that sort of sums it up. Okay. Oh, things should be like this, meaning the way I, I want, prefer them to be. Okay. And we use this not only for our own preferences, but we direct it toward other people. Hey, they shouldn't be acting like that. That's not right. That's not fair. That's not whatever. Uh, so no shoulds re- uh, pertains to one's own internal values as well as our views, you know, of ethics. Okay. What do you mean no shoulds? Aren't there anything universal? True values? Uh, a good topic for discussion. I know uh, Reverend Kawamura, who, and the late Reverend Kawamura, he uh, was a professor at the University of Calgary. In private conversations with him, he, he, one of his pet projects was he said, in Buddhism, we should not use the word truth. This is true, and so forth. You know, this was his, his pet project. Okay. And it struck me because I, as I told him, I said, gee, I, I, I use that word quite a bit. Okay. What do Buddhists believe in? Well, they believe in the truth. Okay. Uh, then, of course, we say, well, what, what? <laughs> Not so much mm, truth as uh, some value, but truth as reality. Not truth as some should, but reality as it is. And as I talked to him about this, it made me think and made me say, oh, this is how I define true. You know? And because of his pet project on this, I, I conceptualized it like that. And then he said, oh, if you see truth as reality, well, then it's okay. <laughs> Maybe it's true. the word true is not so bad if you define it that way. And I felt better about it, but it always reminds me when I use that word truth, uh, other people, uh, you know, whatever the social context is at the time, uh, I have to make sure that the connotation there is we're talking about reality. Uh, Hey, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a Wonderful day. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.